Welcome to Concussion Stories, a Life Yana podcast series filled with hope. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone in your concussion recovery. I'm Melanie, and I spent more than six years experimenting, training, and learning in order to heal myself from a very bad case of post-concussion syndrome. And today, I feel better than ever before. In Concussion Stories, we dig deep while discussing hopeful stories of recovery, as well as the hard stuff in the messy middle. If you're struggling to focus, be sure to take breaks. Down in the description of each episode, you can find a table of contents in case you want to skip ahead. Let's dive right in. For this episode, my friend Wendy and I sat down, dove right in, cut through all the red tape and discussed feelings of loss and isolation, not finding help in the medical system and the difficult combination of a concussion with PTSD. Also, we discussed forgiveness and hope and opening up to life again. Just to clarify before we start, in this episode we talk a lot about TBI. This means traumatic brain injury. A concussion, officially, is a form of mild TBI. Just wanted to explain it to you in case you didn't know already. Let's get started with this episode. This is Wendy Smates. I guess my first question for you is... We both uh, started out by trying to make a career for ourselves, and then both of us sustained TBI. I was wondering how this has been for you. Uh, in the beginning, it was very hard because I couldn't rely on my brain anymore. Um, I was studying a lot. I did two law degrees, and I was totally focused on my career. So I was always in my mind, and my brain was everything first nine months I was laying on bed. I had like two hours I could do something, but also not a lot. And I was tired the whole time and didn't know what was happening. Nowadays, when I look back on that, the TBI helped me to come out of my brain into my body. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Well, it's happening. I can really feel like you're losing not only everything that has been your life but also maybe yourself yeah when you rely so much on your brain and your whole life goes mm-hmm. around it that is who you are you are your brain yes and when your brain doesn't work anymore mm-hmm. as it did in the past you lose your identity too that's a hard thing in the past few years everything i was doing totally changed mm-hmm. because I could do I could do so much. I had so much energy. I did two masters and worked at the same time. And in the beginning, um, when I got my TBI, I didn't want to accept it. I even didn't want to recognize that I had it. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to go further the way I was used to. Yeah. But that didn't went well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because then you get tired and get those headache attacks. And I was always making excuses for that. So, oh no, that's not because the TBI, it's uh, because I'm sick or because Mm. this or because that. I always was covering it, camouflage it. I didn't want to know that I had the TBI and that my life changed so much and when you get something like that and it's so sudden and the day after you wake up and and your life is totally changed it's totally something different and and you were 
need to learn to live with that. Yeah, aside from all the symptoms, you also have to deal with the changes in your life and how you're not able to keep the life that you just had the day before, even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing that I hear a lot from people with concussion or other TBI is that their relationships are affected a lot, especially because TBI is often so invisible to others. From the outside, we look yeah. like we were before, yeah. but on the inside, a lot is changing and our entire lives, all aspects of life are impacted. Yeah. How is this for you? It's, it's so hard for people to understand what you are going through Yeah. Um, with TBI. What you said, you look normal from the outside, you, nobody even healthy, nobody sees something, mm -hmm. but there is a lot going on. Yeah. So even to this day, and I have uh, TBI for almost five years, it's, it's very hard, um, uh, for my, especially for my mother, to, um, how do you say it, uh, rekening houden. Take uh, into account? Yeah, taken into account um, things uh, I am going through, mm -hmm. and um, especially with your energy that you uh, when you um, and do are doing something with friends or family, you have those limits. Mm -hmm. It's it's also uh, hard for me for yeah. the for 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 me, uh, and I I have it. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's. Yeah, it's something very difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it like they don't physically sustain TBI while you're sustaining it, but maybe they are exp experiencing a sense of loss yeah. like us too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because you change as a person. Mm -hmm. So there, there, there is a loss. Yeah. But also um, there, there came back something new for mm. it. And I think that's the beauty in it. Because you lose something, but also you gain and win something. You've been through so much hard stuff and still you point toward the good stuff as well. Yeah. And I think that's the path to joy and fulfillment in life. Yeah. Were there any symptoms that were inhibiting your social interactions? So in this way, influencing your life? Yeah, absolutely. In the beginning, uh, it was hard for me to uh, process all the sounds around me. Um, because uh, doctors told me that uh, when you have a TBI, uh, a lot of times you don't have the filter in your head anymore that you can zoom in on a, a conversation and filter out the rest of the surrounding sounds. It starts, for example, my grandmother had her birthday and I was there for three hours. But you had a lot of noises of people at the background. So I had to stay in bed for a week or something like that. Afterwards, I was so tired to recover from it. Everything is coming into your head so hard. And it's too overwhelming. It can physically hurt to hear something. Yeah. Going out to, to a cafe or something oh, yeah. and, and just being in a conversation with somebody, it's... It's not nice. No, no, <laughs> it's far from it. Yeah, because all those sounds. And I sometimes even I can hear better another conversation than yeah. the mine. It's yeah. crazy. Or you can hear the kitchen and yeah. not even hear your own conversation. Could you tell us some more about where did your TBI come from? 
yeah, I can tell something about that. Um, five years ago, in 2014 and 2015, I had a very toxic relationship um, with a guy um, who physically abused me and mentally. And um, I had a lot of um, precautions from it. And at the end of the relationship, I got a seizure. Uh, from the violence so it's not a pretty story um, but yeah that's mm. that's how I got my TBI I think a lot of people think about concussions related to sports and to accidents like mm. mine yeah but we forget that a lot of them could also come from these kind of situations yes it's not an easy story at all like you say no. you got out of it yeah and you're so strong, even though you're still experiencing these symptoms. Yeah. Maybe even stronger than you've ever been. Yeah. In that sense. That's that's true. Yeah, thank you. I think it's very important when you go through something like that, that you can forgive yourself and the person who did such a horrible thing. Um, not only when you are abused, but also other things in life. I think forgiveness is very important because it gives you space. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I was very, very mad at this person. Yeah. On the, the very, very beginning, I didn't even know <laughs> what uh, was going on. I was so confused. But when mm -hmm. everything uh, came down a little bit uh, and I realized... Mm -hmm. what was going on I was so mad and um, angry every time when I got a headache uh, I was like oh my god so angry and then I started to do yoga meditation and uh, breathing exercises and it changed the way I look to life mm -hmm. and that those things helped me to forgive to forgive this person because he's also a person on his way, ignorant, uh, addicted to drugs, mm -hmm. not knowing what he's doing. Or maybe in a sense he knows what he is doing. But yeah, I can forgive him. Mm. And I can forgive myself. And I think that's also important. I can forgive myself for being in that situa situation for so long. Yeah. Not stepping out of it. It gives so much space. To truly forgive. It's not easy. Mm. It's <laughs> not easy at all. But in the end, I learned also that forgiveness really is about releasing yourself instead mm. of so much as releasing the other person. Yeah. Freeing yourself to be able to live on. Yeah. It's beautiful how you say yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Archbishop Desmond Tutu and Mpho Tutu, his daughter, they wrote this book, The Book of Forgiveness. Oh, and they yeah. say it this way. And uh, maybe people are listening to this now and think, how should I forgive? Especially yeah. when you're still feeling all the emotions of anger and yeah. destruction even. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pro process. It's not like, oh, I'm going to forgive you now. Uh -uh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a process. And I think the, uh, you don't have to uh, repress the feelings mm -hmm. of anger. They... Um, Allow them to be there, mm -hmm. even embrace them, because uh, they have a right mm -hmm. to be there. But when you are going through that, 
in the end, uh, you can forgive. It's beautiful. At the same way, it's very hard, but and it's it's something you have to feel in 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 your whole body. It's not something you think about. No. I'm going to do this. No, you cannot plan it. It's just feel it, embrace everything. I was not always thinking like that. Yeah, everything you're saying is now you having moved through the process and not yeah. in the process. I cursed, cursed uh, TBI. I hated it. I was so much in a fight with it. It was like my enemy and I, I was hiding it and repressing it. But when you are going to accept it, I think that's that's a key to mm. accept that you have TBI. Yeah. Um, and that you give it space to be there and in a sense become friends with it and see the things it wants to tell you. In my case, it was like, you are so much in the mind. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to your body. <laughs> you have this whole vehicle yeah. where your mind is in. <laughs> so, yeah. You also talked about um, forgiving yourself. Yeah. This has been a big thing for me as well, because as you know, I've been in an accident, mm -hmm. which I caused myself. So there was no one else involved. And after years of really suppressing, like you, all the guilt I felt for wrecking my life mm -hmm. and also causing harm to the ones I love because their relationships with me changed. And mm -hmm. uh, well, it didn't become the better for it initially. It made me want to control all facets of my life so that no accident would ever happen again. Yeah. So I got anxiety disorder because of it. Yeah. Until I realized that was the problem. I was living in this loop of anxiety and I already knew how to forgive others. So I tried mm -hmm. it on myself and that was the key. But forgiving yourself can sometimes be the hardest thing. For sure. And I think also in the re whole recovery process, it's hard to be kind to yourself. Yeah. I was always uh, very hard on myself, putting um, standards high. Yeah. Even before the TBI, I was very much controlling my life and... Nowadays, I realize that's something out of fear that you don't trust yourself, but also don't trust life. Yeah. So um, when you can let that go and can let the control go, this whole space opens up for you. Life becomes beautiful when you trust it. And it can surprise you and give an even better life than you expected. Yeah, for sure. Because you can't control life. Mm -mm. And for me, before the TBI... I think a lot of people, especially in the in the Netherlands, are doing this. I was controlling my life a lot. I was planning everything. So the beauty of life couldn't happen. Mm. Because... There was no room in your schedule. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, can, you cannot control life. You can maybe keep it up for some time. But you cannot do it like no. all the time. And uh, for me, the TBI helped me a lot to loosen up the control, to let mm. go of the control. I was wondering, we both have lived through it and I've completely recovered and you've come a long way already. Mm -hmm. Can you tell something about the difference between how you felt initially and where you're at now? It's a big question. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in 2014, I was still in this relationship with this guy. 2015, I got my seizure. And after that, it was totally chaotic. I was confused. I didn't realize what happened to me. Um, I didn't uh, saw 
how um, hard this situa- situation was. Uh, my dad, um, he um, took care of me. The first nine months, I was almost only in bed. I was trying to still making a career as a lawyer. (laughs) When I got this seizure, I worked for like four weeks uh, at a law firm. And I was very enthusiastic and excited about that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is how... Uh, I'm going to make my career and this is what I wanted to do and nowadays I realize that that was something what was expected for me mm-hmm. it was not <laughs> what I truly wanted to do but at that time I was totally uh, I need to go on with this yeah. uh, whatever it takes so I got my seizure uh, the first few months I didn't go to work, I think. And then I tried to start working again, like one or two day- days a week, uh, sometimes from home and sometimes uh, in Amsterdam at the law firm. And the rest of the week I was uh, only in bed. I I asked, I was very hard on myself. Yeah. I didn't even tell my boss and my colleagues what was happening because I was so focused on getting this job and I was uh, scared um, that um, that it was a sign of weakness uh, when I told them what happened mm-hmm. so I didn't tell them I wanted to go uh, further as a lawyer yeah but after after a few months, uh, the contract was finished, and they were also finished <laughs> with me. Okay. And now I see that is for the better. And then um, I still was the rest of the time on bed, and um, at a very slow rate, I was going, um, doing more stuff. Um, I remember that every night I had to sleep at like eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, when my nine months bed rest were over, I was very, very tired all the time, and I uh, got in a rehabilitation. Yeah, rehabilitation uh, clinic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I, first I was on the waiting list. Yeah. At the same time, um, I also have PTSD mm-hmm. because of the things. Uh, what happened to me so and there I was on the late waiting list too <laughs> and uh, I remember that I called sorry rehabilitation a, clinic it's a hard word for it me <laughs> <laughs> I called them and I asked them oh can I uh, also do the rehabilitation you can say rehab that's re- easier <laughs> re- rehab in the weekend um, because uh, at the week days i want to work i want to make a career as a lawyer so i called them and they were like laughing because it was so unrealistic mm. i've kind of habit um, of thinking that i can do more than i actually can because i was denying the uh, tbi so yeah. much that was how it started and i got a rehab <laughs> and um also the PTSD um, treatment. And um, 
it was a horrible time actually uh, because I was discovering slowly what happened to me and um, that I couldn't do uh, not that much as I was used to. Mm-hmm. My memory uh, changed drastically Mm. Um, also the things I could do in the beginning it was um, hard for me to uh, find the right words I also have a hard time right now with English but even in Dutch um, I I had a hard time to find the right words it was uh, hard for me to um, have a conversation with people I did this yeah silly things Like I lost lost my phone a lot of times and found it back in the fridge, mm-hmm. like crazy places. Uh, finding my spoon and and other things like knife into my clothing cost closet closet. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I put a bread for to put in the oven. I put it in the dryer. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So it made me very insecure about myself and the things I uh, can do Mm -hmm. and uh, thereby I had PTSD so I was very anxious so anxious that I couldn't even talk to people I was shivering to talk with people and Mm. PTSD and TBI together it's like such a hard combination because TBI is asking a lot of rest for recovery and PTSD doesn't give you that rest because of PTSD you're always in a fight-flight mode Mm -hmm. so you are always stressed and cannot find rest and thereby uh, sleeping with TBI was hard for me because when I went to bed at night everything in my brain uh, suddenly went like Flippercast. Ping pong. Like ping pong, yeah. Like every impression you had at the day, it, it was like flickering through my mind. And at the same time, because of the PTSD, sleeping was very, um, very scary for me because I had all those nightmares. And I was always aware, I was always on high alert. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for me to get rest. Yes. So that made the recovery very, very hard. The doctors told me this is as much you can recover, this two years, and you cannot recover anymore. This is the situation you have to deal with, have to cope with the rest of your life. Also for my headaches, I had like this crazy headache attacks. Crazy, crazy. Um, They are called cluster headaches. Mm Yeah, I got prescription painkillers, mm-hmm. Tramadol, it was called, yeah. um, and MRI scans. And after all that, the doctor told me, yeah, we cannot do anything more for you. This is uh, the thing you have to live with. The only thing I can do for you is subscribe painkillers like Tramadol for you. And then another doctor said oh, my psy- psychiatrist <laughs> psychiatrist <laughs> yeah he said no you cannot take this painkiller it's it's very bad for you you have to do this one so i got a whole list of painkillers the doctors were telling me this is your end station yeah you, 
you have to, you have to live the, with this. This is how your life is going to be. I think this uh, the whole health system is so much from the mind. It's working with like almost a checklist. Yeah. I experienced that with my neurological research. How I experienced it, it just is forgetting about the person. Mm-hmm. It's just, we do this, check. We do this, check. Yeah, it's like a lot then. of protocols. Protocols, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they only uh, were able to give me prescription drugs with this side effects and this uh, numbing out of life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a treatment based on fear what the system has to offer you or what doctors tell you yeah it's not always the truth yeah it's just one of the pieces of the puzzle and yeah you have to make it work for you yeah it can even be very limiting mm-hmm. um what doctors tell you and they do it from a good intention of course yeah and from what they know but it can be very very limiting when when a doctor say, uh, says to you um we can not do anything more for you. This is how you have to live. Yeah. And in the end, you discover that this is not true. No. But I think a lot of people, when a doctor is telling this, it's limiting them. They got a limiting belief from it. I think it cost me about two years in my recovery process. I could yeah. have recovered about two years earlier. Yeah. And it's without any accusation yeah. that I say this. But it's just yeah. the fact that one doctor told me I went to check with another. I went to check yeah. with another. And all of them said, okay, brain damage after two years. It will not recover. This yeah. is it. The yeah. same message that you got. Yeah. And I gave up. Yeah. And it really took me two years yeah. to get back on my feet. Yeah. Because in the end, I realized I have a choice. Either this is it, I know yeah. where this is heading, yeah, or I do something about it, yeah. and I don't believe the doctors. Yeah, that was the choice ultimately yeah. that led me to the recovery. Yeah, and you did it. But for yeah. a lot of people, they they are not able to do that. I uh, think. What do you mean? They are not uh, able to to to, to uh, see it even that they have this choice. Well, yeah, it's really hard to get to the place where you yeah. say, okay, I reject the system in a in a yeah. way. Yeah. What about now? How do you see yourself on the road to recovery? My TBI and my PTSD are not limiting me anymore. I don't think I have PTSD anymore. And TBI, I have some symptoms still, but that's okay. It's helping me a lot to stay connected with my body and to feel so instead of something inhibiting you it's something that's warning you yeah like you now have to stop doing this yeah also i was used to going over my limits Mm -hmm. uh, always and with this tbi it's calling me back sometimes you have to experience silence for a moment it's telling me (laughs) it's just helping me to be closer to myself and I think that because you're making this transformation, mm-hmm. uh, the relationships we talked about are also transforming because they are noting this difference as well. Yeah, it helps me open up also to other people and I get that back in mm-hmm. the relationships and the connection I'm making with other people. Yeah. yeah. And that's the silver lining in your story. It's in mine. Something like TBI and trauma can really help you realize that in life it's never stable, calm, There's always ups and downs. It's a question of, can you navigate the downs while still also keeping your eyes on the good? Yeah. 
to experience to its fullest. Yeah. With the good and the bad. Without the bad, there isn't the good. Without the... <laughs> you know it. So, yeah, to embrace it fully as it comes. And, yeah, what I'm trying to do every day is to let life unfold instead of trying to control it. Now I would love to hear from you. What do you take away from this episode? Is there something that you can apply to your life right away? Head on over to lifejana.com and leave your comment now, or you can leave it below this video. And if you want to hear and read more concussion stories, actionable steps and inspiration, be sure to subscribe to the Lifejana email list while you're there so that you never miss out on new materials we constantly make for you. Thank you for listening to this Concussion Stories episode by Life Yana. May you be well and may you be happy.